0: Hi, and welcome to LISD's Digital Dish. This podcast is hosted by Julia Frazier and Michael Vay, two of LISD's instructional technology facilitators. We will be discussing the latest digital innovations, dilemmas, and solutions for your classroom and more. We love Google, efficiency, and sharing information. Join us as we banter, debate, and discover the technology offerings of LISD and beyond. Hey, welcome to episode thirteen with Michael and Julia, and we are here with the Lisd Digital, Digital Dish. Dish slow motion. So yeah, we can man, wind up.
1: we're a uh, we're really uh, varying our intros here. Mm-hmm. making things real interesting well we are fresh back freshly returned yeah
0: i mean we got back last friday it is wednesday and i hesitate to say that because that just tells me how long it takes me to edit an episode <laughs>
1: hey his editing skills are sharp I, remember those longtime listeners my editing stills got both skills got yes both of you all two of you got relinquished <laughs> when i deleted the same episode three times yeah.
0: So so I just don't trust you to edit, edit anything.
1: I will, I'm will. i here to say that Michael has never accidentally deleted an episode, and therefore his skills are superior but to But I
0: haven't used Audacity. And, you know, I don't think we've given Audacity a fair take because I think they're pretty good. It's just, you know you didn't know what you were doing
1: are you saying it was the user not the tool user error (laughs) user error yeah i was real scared to tell michael three times that i deleted that i know well mary michael's wife mary was in one of our offices at the same time and she told me not to be scared but i was like mary you don't (laughs) understand i deleted this three times already (laughs) so you probably
0: thought it was funny just the idea of being scared of (laughs) me
1: But moving on and upward from my tech errors, uh, yes, we have returned from TCA, filled Mm -hmm. with great ideas and saturated with new knowledge. Hopefully, you guys were all able to check in on our live, live, live. Live, live, live. Episode, Mm -hmm. which was fun. We had a little bit of an audience. We got kicked off of a table. That
0: was neat, live.
1: It was raw, no editing. I haven't
0: actually gone and listened to it, but I wonder how awkward it was. Like, he's whispering at us, and I don't know what his problem is.
1: Yeah, we just, like, took our computers and ran. It was such a
0: bummer. You know, next year, we're going to try to present at TCEA, like, and do a live pen podcast during the presentation
1: which would be cool that would be
0: really fun but
1: recording something live and unedited makes me realize how many times a person can say um yeah. in a consecutive period
0: That's true. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> it's true michael
1: does a real good job of deleting all of our ums out.
0: but you know sometimes it's kind of hard especially mine i've noticed my ums are harder because i say um right in the middle of going into something else and so I have to find that exact split second, nanosecond of yeah. you know, when I can, when I have to split it.
1: That is pretty difficult.
0: It's kind of hard.
1: Well, in today's episode, we, without further ado, decided that we were going to kind of do a TCA reflection, talk about some of our favorite bits and pieces of TCA, and some of the. Favorite things that we saw, um, I highlighted on our Live 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 episode, going to see the adorable Olivia of Live Bits and watching her presentation.
0: Yeah, I saw you tweet that. That was very cute.
1: Yes. Michael talked about his template, how you can create templates.
0: Yeah. I, and I think I talked about a shortcut. I spend a lot of my time learning shortcuts so I can do more, more typing.
1: Well, and hey, tell us about those shortcuts. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I'm going to talk about – I kind of narrowed it down. You learn a lot of little things at TCA. I found. Well, the first year I learned a lot of big things. But I've noticed that I'm learning more little things and there are some presentations where people are presenting things. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of know all of that. And then I just leave. And then I go to find one. But there were a couple that I want to eye in on, that I want to key in on. This first one, it was the very first day. It was this uh, woman. Her name was Brooke Lowry. She works with Fried Tech, which is something you could follow. And uh, her her Twitter handle is at B underscore out of the box. And so she's really cool. She was really dynamic. It was really cool. She did this thing where she had half of the class. Say, I like it. And then the other class say, I love it. So when she felt like she was just talking at people, she just kind of paused and like pointed to that half of the room and said, I like it. And that half to say, I love it. I'm going to totally use that. Did
1: Did she follow it up with, I want some more of it?
0: No. Uh, no.
1: missed opportunity. Well
0: what's that song? I like, I like it. it. I, I love, love yeah. it.
1: I want some more of it. Yeah.
0: See? There's your singing debut right here.
1: Oh that's totally a scary not that out. that's a scary thought.
0: <laughs> you know that's the reason why I asked you. Right? <laughs> oh.
1: Snap. I'm falling for tricks.
0: <laughs> So this Google Docs training, I learned some really cool things. First thing was on a table, you know, you can insert a table. Well, if you just changed the lines on a table to be white, then it looks like you're not in a table and you can organize your material. You can make really cool graphics that way.
1: Yeah, that's great. That's a great tip.
0: Nice little tip. Sometimes we
1: forget that you can change the borders of tables.
0: And the colors too. So like you can have a nice little space there. and It looks like you have a nice background.
1: There's actually an extension called a table formatter that will let, that it pre-formats the different colors and the thicknesses and the kind of tables that you want and the shades that Mm -hmm. go together that I like to use when I make my three-week snapshots that I send out to my campuses.
0: That is neat. Yeah. Table formatter. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to remind me of that in about an hour.
1: Okay. I'll see what I can
0: do. So some other cool tips and tricks. So I'm not sure if I learned this one in this this, um, presentation that I'm talking about, but if you press Command-Shift-T – so I think it works in Chrome. I actually haven't checked it in Safari or Firefox. But if you press Command-Shift-T, it opens up the most recently deleted tab. <gasps> I need that. You didn't know that? I did not know that. Neat. I'm excited because I just taught Julia something.
1: I didn't know that because I accidentally closed tabs all the time. Yep. It, it is,
0: opens it right back up.
1: That is a pro. I'm going to try it right, now. it right
0: now. Click, click, <gasps> click. Did it. Oh, that's
1: amazing.
0: And actually, if you close your entire window, you do the same thing, and it pulls (gasps) everything else back up, too. So it's not just the tab. It's the entire window.
1: That is magical because there have been so many times when I've accidentally closed everything and needed it back. I'm very excited about that. That's
0: great. I think if you press on a Chromebook, if you do Control-Shift-T, it's the same thing. Yeah. Which is is big for students because, you know, like if you have students and you know they're goofing off on their computer, you can go up and just check out what they're up to. Just by pressing that. And you can actually keep it going. So if you press Command Shift T, 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 T over and over again, it brings up all of your most recent tabs.
1: This has blown my mind.
0: Game changer.
1: If you could see my face right now, it's jaw dropped. I'm very excited about that.
0: This is neat. And you know what's crazy? She had access to our show notes like weeks ago. So <laughs> she, could, she could have seen this. <laughs> um, all
1: about the prep, guys. I'm all about the prep. No, I don't read your side. I want to be surprised about what you talk about.
0: Okay, neat. <laughs> I read yours just so I can act like how I'm going to be surprised. <laughs> and a couple more since I'm not going to beat that one. I mean, if you press shift delete, when you're deleting things, that will delete the entire line of text. And what? if you press option delete... Just like after the word, if you click after the word and you delete backwards, if you press option delete, it will delete a whole word at a time oh. instead of just each individual character. Interesting. So little, little tidbits to make you look smarter than your friends. <laughs> <When you're laughs> Which typing. is what this is all about, right? No. Yes.
1: When you're typing nonstop. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then one more, I'm going to give you. If you highlight something on a doc or slides or drawings or whatever it is that you're working on, I think it also works in Word too. Like these aren't just Google shortcuts. These are shortcuts that'll work on on pretty much anything. If you press Command Shift and then the greater than or less than sign, it's the comma and the period. Um, If you press those, and it will make text bigger and smaller. That's cool. So I learned all those tips and tricks. I even tweeted Brooke Lowry, and I said, I thought I was going to learn like two things, and I learned like eight things. So thanks. (laughs) And she tweeted me back. It was pretty cool.
1: That's (sighs) funny. (laughs) You're like, these are the things. You exceeded my expectations. Congratulations.
0: 3.5 fold. -fold.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Um, Well, you know – there were there was one person unfortunately who I did not get to see present but fortunately for me and everybody, she always keeps her resources on her website.
0: Oh, you're going to talk about the Casey Bell Dynamic Learning process? Uh-huh. You know, I, I went to that.
1: Did you? Well, I did go to you that. Can, you can add some yeah. information in for me. I, I did not get to see Casey Bell present, which is a bummer because I love watching her present. I did, however, as you, if you heard in the Live 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 episode, I did... Hunt her down. We ran into her. We chatted. We tried to act like all was
0: cool, but we were like all chatting with her.
1: We were fangirling inside. So. I was
0: not fangirling.
1: He was, guys. No. He was fangirling. That doesn't make
0: any sense for me. He's going to
1: pretend like he wasn't, but he was.
0: I was. Um, Fanboying?
1: Fanboying.
0: Isn't that like the. the, the fanboys are like the the prepositional phrases yeah yes. yeah i was prepositional phrasing that up
1: he was he was all about those prepositional phrases i'm
0: going to i'm going to put in a little laugh drop after i said that <laughs> i can't wait did i
1: not laugh loud enough for you <laughs> um her resources are available at her, on her website the ones specifically for tcea are at shakeuplearning.com/tcea Dash 2019.
0: She also has her own podcast coming up. Oh, I don't know if you does. were going to talk about that or no, not. No,
1: I wasn't. But she does. So be on the lookout for that. If you sign up for her mailing list, she has a Shake Up Learning podcast that will be coming out soon too. She's not getting rid of the Google Teacher Tribe. She'll no. still be partnering with Matt Miller on that. But she has a, a new podcast coming out.
0: At her presentation, she mentioned the new podcast coming out. And she goes, now since I, this is the first time I'm saying it out loud, so now I actually have to do it. I thought that was pretty funny. That a it's human true. moment on her.
1: There's so many times when you're like, "Oh, I said it, so it has to happen." Her resources were great. She has a lot of things in there. Some Google experiment, um, Google from the upside down, or stranger, strange Google from the upside down of things that I didn't even know Google was doing that you could check out there. but They of, did an
0: episode on that on Google Teacher Tribe yes, from way back did. when, too. They
1: did. There were two presentations, however, that she did that were about dynamic learning. And they were kind of taking off of the premise of her book, Shake Up Learning, which all elementary campuses have. You all have one in your professional learning library. So if you haven't read it, I highly suggest you take it, check it out and give it a look and use it as a companion piece to her two dynamic learning presentations. Um, in them, she just really highlights how to move learning from static or one-off and simple into more dynamic. And the the, the quick wins you can do to create dynamic learning.
0: It was a cool presentation. She, re- she talked about a lot of stuff. Like most of the time, I was just sitting there typing what she was saying. It was... Um... Yeah, it just – it was funny because, you know, you got to think about she was talking to a bunch of people who were at TCEA. So by and large, a lot of dynamic teaching that we already did. Right. And so, like, the whole time we were just agreeing with her and be like, oh, I've seen that and I hated that or, you know, stuff like that. But she was really – it was really cool. It was really, and a lot of really cool resources in that presentation too.
1: You know, it's funny because just thinking about, thinking about <laughs> dynamic learning – and moving away, you know, one of the things was talking about moving away from using the iPad as a replacement for a worksheet. We don't want kids to be working on worksheets in our classroom all the time, so why would we want them to be just replacing that on their iPads or on their devices? Friday after we came back from TCA, I was at a training at our school district, and the presenter, we were learning about depth and complexity, the presenter kept on calling worksheets shut-up sheets, because that's what they are. (laughs) Shut-up sheets. (laughs) And I thought that was very funny, and it really tied back to TCA and what Casey Bell talks about with dynamic learning is... How can we get more out of our students and have them use more of their mind and their creativity than to just fill out a worksheet yeah. or a shut-up sheet? And, you know,
0: authentic creation of things. I mean, yeah. that's huge.
1: absolutely.
0: So Casey Bell was there. I actually saw her present, and then I walked by her several times. So it was pretty cool just yeah. to- I was
1: bummed. The timing never worked out. I was either presenting, or we had already left.
0: Well, I heard her best presentation was on Thursday late at five. Uh, that was when she had the big ballroom and she did, yeah. the, you know, she did everything. And so that was kind of a bummer because we couldn't only really make a five o'clock on a Thursday. So, kind of branching off of that, my the next presentation I'm going to talk about um, was by her Google Teacher Tribe podcast co-host Ooh. Matt Miller, and this was actually pretty crazy. So. He was presenting at like 9 a.m. or whatever, and we went. And I knew we had to get in line because you know he's one of the big names there. And we went and got in line, and we were there for like 45 minutes early because we had some other stuff that we were going to do anyway. And it turns out he was in the smallest room in the entire. How did that room. happen? I, I actually I can tell you how that happened. It's oh, because goodness. he was there from Sonic. I don't know. I'm going to butcher this, but like a vendor, Uh a vendor was there and they, they booked the room under the vendor name, not through his name. It's nobody knew. So he had like this small room of 40 twice. He came out, he was super personable, like had to cut off the line twice. Yeah. This whole time I'm watching people like looking at their schedule, trying to get in line, but is, but it made for a really cool little, what
1: number were you in line?
0: Oh, we were, we were like 20. Like we, we got there way early. Way early.
1: I, Nancy and I had gone up to try to get in line for one of Casey Bell's things, but it was, we, it was too far by the time we got there. And Sean, my husband was at TCA as well with his school district. And so I ran up, he was in line. So I ran up to go say hi to him and one of his coworkers, who's a digital learning coach for his school district that I'm good friends with. And people yelled at me. Really? Like, Cutter. cut her. I was like, I'm not cutting. I'm just <laughs> saying hi to my husband. What a bunch of jerks. People take the lines seriously. They do.
0: <laughs> it's like, I wish they could do that some digital way. Oh, wait. <laughs> that would make too much sense. Too much sense in anyway. <laughs> But it was a presentation. It's called Eye Candy Presentation. You can check it out at ditchthattextbook.com slash mm. eye candy. I being like, you know, how you have two eyes on your head. E-Y-E, oh, that kind of eye, That See, eye I'm, candy. I would have thought eye, like I. like iPad. I know, that's why it's just stuff. <laughs> and um, he, I mean, he's going to keep it up for a while because he knows a lot of people wanted to make that session and they couldn't. And it was all about Google Drawings. And I learned some cool things. I knew a lot about Google Drawings anyway, I, but I did learn some pretty cool things while we were there. First of all, you can make a template so I, you know, we talked a while ago about how you can force a copy. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. If you mm-hmm. change the edit at the end of a doc or whatever to the word copy. Well, apparently if you change it to template slash preview, it does the same thing except it gives you a preview of what it is you're looking at.
1: Which is perfect. Which,
0: and I learned that. And then also in Google Drawings, the pre, this is really neat. So the preview you get is the actual workspace and in google drawings you know you have that workspace and you have the gray area around right. it i'm showing you on the podcast with my hands what i'm talking about i hope it's really helpful <laughs>
1: they, <laughs> i find that hand movements are always very helpful very in
0: podcasting helpful. so but it, you can put different things on that in the gray area and you won't see it on the preview and so when you open up the thing yet you, you think you have a blank drawing but you actually have all these things and so he used a good example he said like if you're worried about your kids just spending all this time going to look for pictures at possibly not even copyright-free locations, you can just put those pictures on the workspace around it. I guess that's not the word. In the you know the little surrounding yeah. space, the gray area, and then just tell them use those pictures only.
1: Um, you know, a, a lot of teachers I've seen do that too for like um, magnetic poetry. Like they'll put it outside on that.
0: Yeah. That,
1: that gray space yeah. so that they can bring it into the you workspace. You can do like
0: categories that way too. Categories, that, yeah. word
1: sorts for words their way. Yeah. You put okay. the words on the outside. i to act like I know what words
0: your way means. You
1: <laughs> can sort them back in to the workspace. So that area is great not to neglect because there's yeah. so much you can do with it.
0: We just need Google Drawings to be an app now. I think that would be wonderful.
1: It would be wonderful, but I will say that you can use Google Slides – In a lot of the same way that you use Google Draw.
0: That's true. Yeah, it's the Swiss Army knife. Good point. It
1: is the Swiss (laughs) Army knife. You're right. You're right. I'm surprised that Matt Miller did not say that.
0: I think he did mention it. (laughs) When he first started, he he did mention how this was all about Google Drawings, and he thinks slides is good for some things, too. He had mentioned that.
1: Yeah. So,
0: So... Okay, and then there's this other thing that I learned that I'm 100% sure Julia is going to make fun of me for. <laughs> oh, I'm but so apparently, scared. in drawings, <laughs> you know how when you put a picture in, it ha- it's automatically like a rectangle? Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, there's this button you can push, and I don't know it off the top of my head, I can figure it out, that can crop it into like a, a circle or. You know, a curve on the corners, or you do that. It's called a
1: mask, yes. Yes, a mask. (laughs) I did know that. But you have to remember that I'm also, like, the graphics gal. You are. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Graphics is my strong suit.
0: But he also taught me some really cool things about... There's some free graphic organizers. If you go to ditchthattextbook.com slash eyecandy, go through the presentation. There's a lot of really cool resources. The Noun Project has a bunch of copyright-free photos in it. Photosforclass.com has a bunch of Mm copyright-free photos. And he told me this fun fact. I don't know if you knew this. If you see a picture or a painting or something that's over 100 years old, it is copyright-free. Huh? Did you know that?
1: I did not know that. Fun that fact. is something new. So if you're a World
0: War One teacher, I mean, you're in business.
1: Hey, Sean, World History. He's got that over 100 years.
0: Well, think about what that could mean in like 20 or 30 years, or even 50 years. Like,
1: I know every
0: photo out there. There's going to be tons of useful photos. The
1: fact that World War One was like hundred years ago now seems crazy. Yeah. I don't know why because I wasn't even remotely alive during World yeah. War One. But well, it the seems idea important. seems important. People crazy. keep telling us
0: that it was important. It was,
1: <laughs> I've read, I've heard on a pot another podcast yeah. that <laughs> World War One was important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, also you mentioned some places that you can get copyright free images and actually um, on our school website. So if you go to LISD.net, if you're a Louisville teacher or student and you go to resources for students and go under I for image resources, if you do that, it will bring you to a list of places that you can go to search for copyright free images or for images that are allowed to be used in projects. So that's another yeah. resource you can you can use.
0: Also Pixabay, Pix for Learning, CC Search, CC Creative Commons.
1: I know that Photos for Class and Pix for Learning are both on the yeah. LISD one. So that that's a great resource to use. You want to make sure that your kids know where to go. Right how do well, you know what
0: you know what else he said I don't know if he said this or somebody else said that if you do a Google search within drawings or slides or wherever you are those are copyright free images
1: yes I didn't too yes that is accurate I did know that
0: so if you go to insert well. photo or insert image and then you search for it you're searching for copyright free images Which and this is, helpful.
1: is very helpful
0: because if you go to Google, if students try to go to Google Images on a student device, that's not going to go well for them. No. You're going to get the red screen of death.
1: The red screen of death because we are protecting our students.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: For my next little bit here before we wrap this up, I just wanted to highlight a few quick things that I found to be really interesting from various presentations. Just some quick wins or some new way to reuse tools that I hadn't thought about before. We went to a presentation about promoting literacy using different technology tools. A lot of the tools that were mentioned were tools that we use in the district and have used in the district and are tools that we love and always talk about. But there were some other cool things within those tools that I thought were really great. One of the things that was mentioned was a choose your own adventure story using Google Slides. This was first grade teachers and they were talking about how they could use Google Slides to create a choose your own adventure story so the kids would create buttons and they would choose their different options and provided a template for that. And I've dabbled, I've done some stuff with choose your own adventure in forms. The thing that I really liked that these teachers talked about was in a Choose Your Own Adventure story, partnering the students up. So one student writes one half of the story and the other student writes the second half of the story. That's a great idea. Which is really clever because then you have some unique stories and that for a first grade student is not as overwhelming as them writing an entire choose-your-own-adventure story I gotta think, by themselves.
0: I got to think there's some great investment in that, too. When you start a story, you want to see how that other dude finished it. Right, Or, yeah. or if you finish something, you're like, I want to see what that what person that, thinks of our finish.
1: Exactly. So I thought that was really great, um, and they had a, a story template for that. Another thing that the same presentation showcased, and sorry, I should give these teachers a, a shout-out. This was Jessica Whitney and
0: Valerie Satterwhite.
1: And Valerie Satterwhite. And they were both from Round Rock ISD. And they, which is outside of Austin, another thing that they gave was, and I loved this, it was an emoji story prompt generator. <laughs> That so so fun. it was using Google Sheets, and you could hit a, a randomized button, and it would randomize. You could do two, three, or four emojis, and the kids could use those emojis to write a story from nice. it. Nice. Kids love emojis, and I think that is so clever to have that Im- randomized emoji generator. They could like
0: make some emo- or get some emojis, and then have another kid make a story off of those emojis. I
1: know. It's just anything to capture kids in that way. It's great
0: capture kids
1: good (laughs) use of the word
0: capture you know
1: what I mean (laughs) Um, I also went to several Apple trainings just because we have these Apple devices and I wanted to see what they were suggesting they use the everyone can create hashtag when they're talking about Apple education and they actually have everyone can create ebooks for drawings for videos for music for photos and you can find all of those on the Apple website they, they were using clips and keynotes and the measure app, and it just brought to light some ways that we can use those tools. Like, for example, they did a clips exercise to practice the onset and rhyme of words. So, like, if our word was tent, you would say t, I would say ent, and we put tent together, and you would record little video clips to make these onset and rhyme video. Using the measure app. Of course, our kids need to know how to use rulers, but they can also find area and perimeter with the measure app instead Mm -hmm. of having to take out the ruler and, you know, if you're going a really long distance. Well,
0: when we start talking about preparing kids for their own future, the measure app is just the beginning, you know. I'm 100% confident that's going to take another, another step. They're going to have to know how to measure using a device.
1: Exactly. And using Keynote to capture student learning and to have digital science notebooks and you can put in videos and you can put in pictures and you can put in drawings and pages. So just really rethinking the way that we use those Apple tools. I highly suggest that if you are wanting to really dive into what all can be done for student success, to check out those teacher guides and to check out the hashtag everyone can create on Twitter.
0: That sounds really cool cool idea. We are seriously underutilizing our Apple products right now.
1: And especially I, the iPads. Yes, and I think that when teachers discover all the things that are built right in with that one device, they'd be really surprised. So, you know, guys, we learned so much at TCA. This yeah, was just did. a little snippet. <laughs> Really, more that we could talk about.
0: Yeah. I learned about so many extensions. I learned about some other podcasting ideas. Yeah. So I mean, there were a ton of other stuff that we could talk about, but I think we're good. Yes, you know, I think we, we hit some. We big hit ones. some high
1: notes. Um, I did want to announce that we are going to be unveiling soon. We just secured the the
0: the handle the handle. The Thank Twitter you. Handle. I was like
1: the at the Twitter <laughs> handle, but oh. we will be unveiling a digital dish twitter handle so our hashtag is already l-i-s-d digital dish but our twitter handle will be the dig dish so t-h-e-d-i-g-d-i-s-h um and we will be tweeting from there soon so be on the lookout for that follow us all that good stuff
0: yep we're gonna put maybe we can put some show notes in there too yeah that'd be a great place to do that
1: tweet out the Links. episodes from yeah. there all sorts of stuff yeah so we're going
0: down uh, that that's one of those things that we you know we've been meaning to do but we finally got down did it
1: we finally did it
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> so that wraps up our episode for today so without further ado uh we're gonna let you go i really have been saying without further ado a lot today i think it's pretty neat So we're going to let you guys go, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Later. Bye. Bye.